So before we get started, Hager and I wanted to share another podcast that we've been obsessing over. Uh, it's called El Empire. El Empire features stories of exceptional Arabs around the world and their journey to the top. I honestly love all the episodes, but my personal, personal favorite would have to be Nadine Lepeki's episode. Um, their questions are just always so compelling and her story and all of these Arab stories are so inspiring. Um, just to let you guys know, their episodes drop every Friday and you can listen to them by searching El Empire. A-L Empire. Hi everyone, it's Minna. And I'm Hager. And this is Yellow Bye. up everyone how is everyone doing it's day 28 for me in quarantine it's been a month for me a little over i stopped counting because it just doesn't seem like counting helps before it was like day 14 closer now it's just like i can't see an end so oh no day 28 was yesterday for me i'm actually on day 29 so then i'm i'm yeah i've hit a month i've hit four weeks about last saturday so how is it for that. everyone else is it getting better is it getting worse it sucks that you can ask these questions and we don't get an answer back you know but yeah. if we post something on the meme shop people will comment so we get like immediate responses yeah. but i think I genuinely it was wonder. getting better for me and then i just like i've hit Lost a plateau it. i don't think it's gonna get any better than this basically yeah, it's, it's not going to get any better from... Actually, you know what? No, this is the best that it's been because I've been so miserable. Um, but now I feel fine. The past few days... Well, the past two days, to be specific, I felt semi-fine. Um, I'm just dealing with a lot of personal stuff, but life goes on. Yeah. And you just have to roll with the punches. I mean, there's not much we can report. We eat, we sleep, we watch TV... That's it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's basically it. Um, today we wanted to talk about Arab society and the term, like the phrase that everybody uses, which is what are people going to say and how we deal with that and how we've dealt with that in childhood and just talk about it basically. It's my least favorite thing about being Arab. Think like having to hear what are people going to say? You're just being so concerned about what people from your community are going to say about you doing the most genuine things that come to you. Like, it's actually crazy because very recently I realized how much I care what people say, like, or what people think of me. Not even what people say, what people think of me. And I care so much about it. And I was trying to trace where that comes from. And it definitely comes from being told that all the time. See, if I am a person who generally doesn't care. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't care what a lot of people think. The only time I'll really care is if it will concern my parents at some point or Mm -hmm. my family. So if I'm about to post something on Instagram and I'm afraid of what people are going to say, I'm really only afraid because I want... I don't want my mom to come in and be like, oh, she didn't raise them right or whatever. You don't want people to, you're more afraid not what people are going to say about you, but what they're going to say about your parents and the way they raised you. Yes. Even though, I mean, my mom follows me on Instagram, so she sees everything I post, but I'm, I still don't want to put her through that judgment that like, wow, Benet Shukot or whatever, like they did this, this and that, like they're so not behaved, she didn't know how to Mm -hmm. raise them or whatever it is that. That's what terrifies me, and it's so stupid, but, I mean, I don't really know everything. Like, my mom knew about my relationships, and I would still be afraid to post them because I didn't want people to think that they didn't know. Like, it's just this, like, weird way of thinking. I do think that we're programmed, though, because it is, we we have to be real. Like, yeah, the whole world goes through this, like society issues and caring what society thinks. But I do think as Arabs, we're programmed so much more to care about what people say. Like, for example, a bunch of our friends, let's say, were 
I don't know, in relationships their parents didn't approve about or know about before before marriage. And then they ended up marrying these people. And we were still scared to talk about it in front of, like, quote-unquote, grown-ups. Because we were so programmed to think, like, things had to be hidden from people. Or what are people going to say? So you constantly are living in fear of what people are going to say. When, like you said, your parents might know and approve of what you're doing. But you're constantly, like, scared. And you're like, what am I scared of? You know what sucks the most, though, for me, is when it's judgment between, like, people your age. So I know that you do what I do. You're just secretive about it. And I'm not so secretive about it. Does that make sense? Like, Mm -hmm. I will openly be in a relationship and I don't. And that's fine for me. But I'm being judged by someone who has a relationship but is secretive about it. And it's almost like you've believed your lie. Like, you believe that you're holier than me just because you've kept it so secret. But you're still doing it. just that nobody knows about it. Does that make sense? That happens a lot. And that makes me sad because it's just we're judging each other for absolutely no reason when we can help each other move past this weirdness. Like, I get it when it comes to an older person judging a younger person because like they've lived through a completely different life or what I'm doing would have never been acceptable. Mm-hmm. But when it's young people judging young people, it's like there's it's just not necessary. When do we break out of this weird like cycle of uh, do this, judge, do this, judge someone else? Like yeah. why is it even a thing? Yeah. I think what's sa- so I want to say two things. The first thing is one thing that I noticed I remember as a like a teen or till now still I'll be on, like, the cusp of convincing mama of something, and I, like, know I'm, like, gonna convince her. Mm-hmm. And then I see the moment in her head where she's like, oh, shit, no, but what will people say? And I right. know the tide is gonna turn. Like, mm-hmm. it makes me so mad because I can recognize the moment she started thinking about other people. Well, you know it also with our mom specifically. I think me and you can get a good read on her. When she's arguing something because she genuinely believes it or when she's arguing about something because she's afraid of what people are gonna say yeah we i can see it i can see right through it because it's just so obvious to me yeah but what people are gonna say is almost more important than her values yeah oh 100 percent it is and i think that's such an arab thing we do it with everything we're constantly afraid of what i do it too you do it too we all do it yeah i think even outside of our arab cultures but because I feel like America is such an individualistic society. You're taught to be an individual. Like, mm-hmm. like community is not as valued here as it is in Egypt. Mm-hmm. So a part of that is amazing because we have such strong communities and we're constantly trying to help each other and whatnot. But the flip side of that is that everybody's constantly involved right. in everybody's business. So then you grow up thinking about what the community will say versus what you think and what you feel in your heart. I also do think, though, that it's almost a little bit amplified here because the Arab community is so, so small and so, like, we're all just so tight-knit. Like, everyone knows what everyone is Mm -hmm. going through. So I feel, or I wonder, how it looks like in the Middle East or in Egypt, for like, because we're from Egypt. I wonder what that looks like there. Like, do people care as much? No. Because they're just, everyone's there. They care about certain things, but they definitely don't care about the stupid crap we care about here, I feel. Right. Because things are so much, like, communities Mm -hmm. are so much smaller here. And everybody's more visible here because everybody's just paying more attention to everybody else. And it's a lot of things that play into it. It's not only, like, oh, people are going to talk about us. It's also, like, Hasad, like, I don't want to share certain things because of Hasad. Yeah, it goes back to what people think. Like, And you live your life literally being dictated, but... By what you think other people think. Right. And then it blurs too because then your values start to shift because you're not completely sure what you believe in anymore or what you are afraid of what people are going to... Like, it's just... It's it's so sad and I just don't see it changing. Yeah. Because, like I said, young people do it too. Like, we all do it with each other. Yeah. And the thing is also, I was actually... When I was thinking about this topic this morning, I wasn't even thinking about, like, the quote-unquote Ibe stuff. I was thinking about normal stuff, like... How much you tip, like, you give at a wedding or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, like we're, we're cheap. Mm-hmm. Or how you furnish your home. Like, if you pick things that are simpler, let's say. It's like, oh, people will think you didn't spend on it. Or people will think that... I don't know. It's everything. There's an Arab The way you saying, dress at a wedding. Because yeah. you're always constantly trying to dress down at weddings. And... Mom was always like, what are people going to think? Like, they're going to think you don't know how to dress. Like, but, like, I'll feel so good in a plain <laughs> dress or, or something that... Just in, in life, the way I dress 
isn't like hot hot for Arabs because <laughs> I'm not very like flashy or I like I'm so simple and boring and I like loose clothes and whatever it's always like and my mom always says this my mom likes the way I dress but she'll always be like P- Arabs don't love the way you dress but why do I care I don't care if you like the way you dress or not I feel comfortable in my clothes and that should be enough for me yeah <laughs> you know what I mean and I don't struggle like that I, I genuinely just don't care what people say about like how I dress how I look it doesn't bother me but there's a saying in Arabic that's like, um, the translation in English is eat for yourself, yeah. but dress for others. And I think that is the most no, bizarre phrase. Yeah, it's basically yeah, like... Yeah, and then yeah, eat, what mm-hmm. you, eat what you want and dress how people want you to dress, basically. Because mm-hmm. eat, like, I guess what it means is that eating is a personal thing. Nobody's ever going to know what you're going to eat. Yeah. But dress... People How, are, can look at you. So, yeah, don't, don't jar them with your It can Im- impact other people. <laughs> and that's something that I've heard so many times. It's, it's a, a big phrase. It gets thrown around all the time. And it's like our culture is so all about people pleasing and what other people are going to think and how other people feel Indeed. about you. And I remember something actually, and I'll always remember this, so... When I used to, like, make an argument to my mom about why I should or shouldn't do something, she would be like, oh, but what are people going to think? And I'd be like, well, I don't care what people think. And she'd say, you live with people. So, you have like, we live in a world with people, so we have to care what they think. And she would make me feel kind of guilty about not caring what people think. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm the selfish person that only cares about what I think. Yeah. When it was just about things that only concerned me. Exactly. Because like, I was going to say, you should care about what people think like, if I'm you're not, impacting yeah, others. But I'm you're not. not recklessly driving or doing something stupid Mm -hmm. like it's stuff that's impacting me and my future and i should still care what other people think that have nothing to do with it and will never be impacted negatively or positively right from what i do it's crazy i mean do you think it's gonna change no no well i don't want to be so pessimistic i i think it's gonna because we're dealing with people so if you change one person's mind you're still not changing everybody else's mind. And like mm-hmm. we said, like, even if your parents are satisfied with what you're doing, a lot of times they think about what other people are thinking. Yeah. And you can't satisfy those people. Mm-hmm. You can't speak to every single person and satisfy them. So I don't think it's going to change. And you look at certain Arab families who have just stopped giving a, a fuck as a whole, right? <laughs> and they're outcasts. Like, they end up not hanging out with other Arabs. And it's so sad and you see why they don't hang out with other Arabs because they just decided not to give a crap at all. And now they've been, like, pushed so far out. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and that's really sad. But And it sucks because a lot of us don't want to be outcast. Like, we love Arab culture and we yeah, want be to find so... our place in it. Of course, yeah. So you can also just be like, well, fuck it, I don't... Well, you can, but, like, it's hard to say, fuck it, I it's don't care what anybody else right. thinks. Because at the same time, you, you do value other things in those same people. That you do want to hold on to. And I mean, we've spoke about it in other episodes, but I guess not in depth. But when it came to signing my contract with my agency and doing that whole thing, honestly, I feel like my mom's whole concern, she didn't really care if I was leaving my job to pursue this. I think her whole concern was just like me not taking jobs that were going to make us look bad in front of other people, meaning like Like lingerie, lingerie, swimwear, like that whole thing. Yeah. And it's like, I obviously have my personal values. Like I would never do a nude photo shoot. I'd never do any like suggestive nudity. And that's just like a personal thing of mine. But I felt like I was turning down jobs or turning down opportunities because I felt like my mom was afraid of what people were going to think, even though it didn't, I guess, bother her as much. It's crazy because even I found myself, like, even though I, I always give men advice to do what she feels like in her, like, even when you were like, oh, I'm going to leave a steady job to do modeling and I might never get a job in modeling. I was like, well, do what you feel at the end of the day will make you happy. But even me, I'd be like, oh my God, what if there's like a nude billboard of you somewhere or like, and our uncle sees it or something. And I would like freak the freak out. Like, just because I was like, what if someone sees that? What if someone we care about sees that? Of course. (laughs) And it would be awful. So we have a, um, the place we get coffee is right by a Victoria's Secret. And I always wonder like, you can't hide it from mom. You can't hide it from mom. <laughs> not, not that. My mom would know everything I do. But um, 
I always think, what if I do a shoot and like everyone's really proud of me and everything and then like we once we go to like get coffee with like one of my uncles and he sees my shoot or something and like I'm fine with it my mom's fine with it whatever right but it would be I probably have to quit like my mom would not want me to do this anymore and it's not even by the way it's not even that the uncle let's say will punish you he won't yeah it's just you're so afraid of their judgment like you're so afraid of embarrassing them or shaming them or be feeling ashamed in front of them right it's just the feelings are so strong and i also want to say like it's not just about dressing i I, we talk about dressing a lot and i always talk to my friends about it is because like my mom has these like up and downs with the way we dress like sometimes we can go get away with like wearing something that's like a little bit more like i get out there or like your skin's showing a little bit more and then sometimes she'll be like no and I've noticed that when I would, like, in the summer, I'll wear a short dress, right? And it's totally fine. She'll see me walk out the house with her short dress. She does not care. But if I post a picture in that short dress, it is like, it's what changed, did you yeah. do? And also, I don't like that dress. And it's like, no, you saw me leave the house without it, and you didn't say a single word. You actually maybe complimented me. You said yeah. I looked really pretty today. But once it's on online for everyone to see, it's like, oh, how dare you do this? Like. It's just this weird thing that happens, and it happens all the time. Yeah. It literally happens all the time. Yeah. A lot of times also, so we used to live in Astoria, and we've talked about this on the podcast before. It's a very Arab-dense neighborhood, and a lot of what we would do would be seen by other Arabs and then reported to my mom in the morning, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden she would be angry about things she knew because it's coming from her friends now. And I've talked about this with so many Arab friends and they say their parents are the same exact way. But like even as an adult, sometimes we'll go to Astoria and I'll constantly be afraid of what of like what people you're are gonna, gonna say, run even into, though yeah. like I have nothing I'm an adult. And like you're doing I have nothing, nothing to wrong. be afraid of. Right. But like it stays with you, it truly does. And I think that's why a lot of Arabs are actually like stuck in like teenagehood mentality because we really are constantly always hiding mm-hmm. stuff from people. So you constantly live in that, like, rebellious, like, teenage mentality. And, like, you're making up lies to cover the lies. Co- and you're like, why am I lying? Like, these just are just also, things that don't need lying, really. Right. And it's, I think it's also just really toxic. And I don't know. I feel like once you just start living your life for you, that's when you start discovering things about yourself. And that's how you start growing as a person. But if you're consistently trying to, like put a mask over who you really are you're Mm -hmm. never able to just grow and evolve and it's so toxic and I feel like that's why a lot of my friends who are so afraid I feel like haven't grown much because they haven't been able to express themselves and like try new things because they're not open to it because so and so said this and this happened and it's just really sad Mm -hmm. and I feel like how do we then move on like we listen to this episode we close this episode and then like change it's hard to say that's even the purpose of this episode just because it's so hard but like for example one of the things because it's not always about ibe stuff or like stuff that has to do with like guys or sex or whatever the hell it is it could just be about normal stuff like Mm -hmm. one of the things one of the pressures i put on myself was i had to be a doctor because i wanted people to be proud of my parents because like my parents were immigrants and they came to this country and sacrificed so much for us Mm -hmm. so we had to be like such prestigious careers so that we so people can be like oh wow look what they made of themselves in this country Mm -hmm. and I took on that pressure and I remember that because I was just thinking about this like in the recent days and seeing how like doctors and healthcare workers are like so strong during Mm -hmm. these times and I'm like I don't mean to sound crazy but like I know that couldn't have been me I know that I crumble under like high intense medical situation. Her girl looks like she's about to cry. No, I'm intensely looking at because you. I was thinking about it and I was like, "Holy crap! Yeah, like I definitely would not have survived that." Like, mm-hmm. all props to anybody who can. But right. I see someone like having mild pain and I crumble. I freak out. So me too. It's so yeah. So when I listened to myself and I was like, I really don't care if I don't seem as educated or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is like I'm so much happier. Right. It's crazy. So if we could do that a little bit more, I'm not saying like to the extent where you're going to lose all your family and all your friends and 
Uh, unless you're brave enough to do that (laughs) but like if we can do stand up for what we believe in a little bit more i think life becomes so much better when i got out of my relationship um i think one of my biggest concerns was how public i was with it and how now if i were to get into another relationship with someone who wasn't arab Mm -hmm. um how people were gonna be like oh like she didn't learn her lesson like i was so afraid that like people were gonna be like oh they broke up because of their differences in culture that's not why but it was one of the things that crossed my mind and I've seen it happen to a friend of ours where people you know judged his marriage ending Mm -hmm. because of like cultural differences and that's not why the marriage ended am I not supposed to be saying this I don't really care but um and that and that concerned me because I was like, I don't want people to say this about my relationship, even though I knew why it ended and it had nothing to do with that. And it should have that thought should never have crossed my mind. But again, I cared so much about what people were about to say. And as shitty as it sounds and as amazing as the community we've built through the meme shop is, I was so afraid to like tell people that I was broken up because I was like, oh, like, so many people follow us on the meme shop and they're going to judge and they're going to think this and this and this. And it's like. It's so silly, but yeah, it's something that I think about. Do you With- think that it's impact? You said no, right? Like, do you think it's impacted your life in any really big way? Well, the other day I was crying and I said, like, I sometimes because I'm Arab, I don't feel like I can do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I think it has in certain, like, with career, car- like career choices. Yeah. Um, like I can. I can wear a bathing suit. Yeah. I'll never take a photo of me in a bathing suit. Yeah. And post it. Like, it's certain stuff like that that I feel like, why do I care? Like, everyone in the street sees me, like, wearing whatever the hell it is. But, like, if I want to do a shoot with a swimwear brand that I really, really love and I don't really... And I love the photographer who's about to shoot it and I know I'm not, like, doing anything too risque and anything that, like, crosses my values, why shouldn't I be able to do it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's that. I feel like it's impacted my life, I guess, like negatively when it comes to career wise. I'm still going to date whoever I'm going to date and I'm still going to pretty much do whatever I'm going to do. And like people have to just eat shit and like deal with yeah. it. I don't really care when it comes to that. I, if I'm not embarrassing my family, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. I um, mean, I'll think of like distant relatives and be like, oh, my God, what are they going to think? Well, like I think like of like, our family in yeah. Egypt. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would like hate me forever. Like they honestly, I think, would just not want. To. Well, it's not like they wouldn't talk because I, I don't want to make it seem like. Unre- like unrealistic to what our true experience is it's not like they would not talk to you it's no, just that yeah. they would have like they would look at you I in an annoying way uncles like, in Egypt yeah like though. they'd be like oh wow she really disappointed her mom yeah like, and then you'd be like oh, like you'd feel so heartbroken over it yeah and I think because you know my mom raised us here and a lot of her siblings are back home in Egypt I think she's always afraid of what like they're gonna look at us mm-hmm. and think and say even though she's happy with the way she raised us, and I don't think she did anything wrong, and I don't think she thinks she did anything wrong. She hated us today. What are you talking about? My mom has hated us since quarantine has started. (laughs) Um, For me, I do think it's impacted me negatively more, because I I, I don't want to blame it also just on people saying, like, what will people say, but I do think, I think a lot what people are going to think. Like, I've shared this before, but sometimes, like, before I post something on Instagram, and I'm not talking about anything provocative. I'm literally talking, like, a meme or something I find funny that other people might not find Mm -hmm. funny or anything. I'll be like, oh, man, like, are people going to think I'm stupid? Right. Like, I'll always think that. Or just, like, a lot of decisions I'll find that I'm thinking about what other people are going to think about. Um, And even, like, as the older sibling, I feel like... I was always taught to think, like, what are what are my actions going to cause my younger siblings to do? Like, I always feel like because we're such a community-based society as Arabs, we're constantly t- thought to think that our actions are going to define generations and generations to come. Right. And everyone in our family and all our friends. And it just puts such a weight on your decisions when you constantly feel like everything you do might impact everyone around you negatively. So I do feel like I do carry that a Mm -hmm. little bit. I I try to push through it now. I'm trying to think, like, more logically. Like, 
okay, no, like, it's been maximized in our lives, but it's not true. And what I do is not gonna kill all of society and, like, cause... You know what's Negative really... impact to everybody? I hear ya. Because I think I'm gonna switch the conversation and Go I just it. didn't no. want you to think that I didn't listen to you, but I heard that and I agree with <laughs> I that. I hear you and I see you. I hear you, honey, and I see you. <laughs> <laughs> um... I had, and it's so funny because I didn't know what we were going to talk about, but I had a conversation with one of my guy friends, Ahmad, shout out Ahmad. He sometimes listens and sometimes doesn't, (laughs) but I was speaking to him today and I was like, Hey, downloaded Bumble BFF. And he's like, why you have so many friends? And I was like, yeah, but you know, I really want friends who are not Arab or, or Brown. He's Mm -hmm. Pakistani. So I said, I don't want like uh pakistani friends or bengali friends and i re- i don't want arab friends and he said why it was like because me and you have such an interesting relationship where we tell each other everything and like he's so open with me with things that he can't tell anyone in his community and i tell him things that i can't tell anyone in my community because otherwise we'd be judged mm-hmm. and i was like and i don't want to feel with my friends that i have to hold back certain things and i was like if i have a white friend or a spanish friend or a black friend or whatever like who they're just not in our culture in our community i'm gonna feel so open to tell them things and he was like that's so true like I, he doesn't have that relationship with a lot of people and that made me so sad that I have to look for friends outside of my culture to be 100% myself. That's yeah. so sad. It's really insane. And I don't want to have to think that again because I really do value so much of what we offer. I lo- and I sometimes feel weird recording this sort of stuff because my, like, I love being Arab. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think I change too much about, like, yeah our culture, but certain things do weigh a lot on you and you're like oh if i was an arab i'd feel so differently and i think what's awesome about this podcast is that like i know everyone feels this and Mm -hmm. maybe we can like relate to people and like this is the shit that nobody says about like our culture and maybe we'll be the ones to say it in hopes to like change some certain things i act Mm -hmm. like we're like reaching millions of people i mean uh, (laughs) but yeah what do you think then, like, knowing that we can I also feel like it's a lot harder to change older generations. I never tried minds. with older generations. Yeah. And I say it all the time, like, sometimes when I know that my mom's just not going to get something, like, I did my part. I, I tried to educate her as much as I can. Hager will have full-on fights that go nowhere, and I feel like it, then it makes her even want to go further away from what you're saying. Yeah. So my question was, knowing that, what do you think you could do or like like a parting thing what can one per- what can someone do who does want to hold on to their community and does want to be friends with arabs and does want to have those relationships in their lives but they're so sick of thinking what people are going to think and they don't want that to dictate their life anymore <clears throat> i think the one thing everyone can do is have like an open conversation like if I actually don't even know, but I would have a convert for me, I would have a conversation. Like if I'm really wanting to do something and I'm afraid, like I'd post something or speak to someone and be like, Hey, this was like, it meant so much to me. And it, I don't, I, for me, don't think I did anything mm-hmm. wrong. And if you accept it, that's amazing. I'd love to have you be like a cheerleader of mine. And if not, then yeah. that's fine. You just don't have to voice your opinion or make me feel bad about it. Yeah. I mean, what can you so do? You can't hard, change people's yeah. minds. Like, you can't... I don't want to change anyone's mind. So, I've been listening to Brene... I listened to a lecture by Brene Brown, and then I was like, oh my god, I connect so much. And all she talks... She talks about, like, shame and vulnerability, and she does a lot of studies on this. And I realized that in my life, there are a lot of issues with shame and guilt and vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So, I'm trying to push through things on my own. Like, I realize that I think what... I care what people think whether about like whether I'm programmed to do that whatever that's the reality so I try to push through it by like doing the small everyone cares thing. about what people think yeah but I think for me it's some been, people take yeah to, like to another level uh, yeah. yeah um so for me I try to do the small things that like push through that like and I found that for example I don't know how to be vulnerable in front of people I just don't like it hey, you're just ex-bitchy when you're crazy. about to be sad yeah, so... She does um, that with her family, too. No, it's with everyone. <laughs> For everyone. Which she's is so, offended. <laughs> which is so funny, because my whole life, I, I went around thinking 
I was such an emotional person and I am, but there's just such a difference between being emotional and being vulnerable. And I don't know how to be vulnerable at all. So I found that the like small times where I can show a little bit of vulnerability and not care what people think, that like is one step closer to overall not giving a shit what people think. So I try to push through those like stupid stuff. But like before I post something, I'll be like, I don't really care what people think. Mm -hmm. Or before I write something and publish it, like my curious, my chasing curious newsletters, I'll think about it all the time. Like, oh, I know who's on my list and I care about what some of those people think because I think they're genius or brilliant or whatever. And I'll just be like, all right, cool. Like I'll push through it and I'll just publish it without thinking what they'll think. Like it's stupid crap like that, that I think if you just push slowly at least you'll, you'll live in peace. Shift. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter about, like, if the people around you don't approve. But, like, at least you'll leave, live a happier life. Hopefully. Yeah. That's- I feel that way, too. <laughs> but I, I also think... This is not having to do with being Arab anything. But, like, I think it's always a little weird. Because we all have... This is going back to posting on Instagram or, like, how active you are in social media. Social media in general. Mm. We all have our certain, like, personas, right? And if we break our persona on social media, you're always a little afraid. So if I'm, like, the girl who posts, like, pretty things all the time, like, a pretty place, a Mm -hmm. pretty cute coffee shop, like, all that. And then one day I want to be so fucking real and be like, oh, my God, I hate my life. Like, I literally, like, I'm just so miserable and I've hated my life for about a month now and I just want to be open and speak to people about it. I feel weird because people don't see me as that. People yeah. see me as the girl who posts, like, cat pictures. or Not me. I'm, that's yeah, not yeah, me. Yeah. I'm just saying in general. We all carry that around. So we all, like, uh, like care a little. Like, I think if you're posting something so out of the norm for you, you're like, mm, this is a little weird, you know? Yeah. I'll say something <laughs> on the, like, in an attempt to be vulnerable on the spot. So I'm 30 years old. And... I tend to think that, like, a lot of things on social media are childish for my age. Like, they're not because I feel like my age was, like, so in the midst of social media. Yeah. But, like, so, for example, you know how you did the whole, like, let's talk thing? Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, man, is having such a great conversation. Let- I had great. Did you see how many people yeah. I had conversations <laughs> with? <laughs> Let me try it. So I posted it and then, like, an hour later I deleted it because... I genuinely thought, like, so many people my age are going to think I'm so stupid. Like, this is such a young people thing to do. It's not. But, like, that was my mentality. Mm -hmm. So I'll think stuff like that all the time now that we're on social media. Like, I'll think stuff like that all the time. And the person actually who helps me with that is Damon, obviously. Yeah. Damon Dominique on YouTube. Oh, he, like, We are the biggest Damon fans, but, like... I tagged him in a post the other day. (laughs) He talks about that all the time because he's 28 and a lot of people think, like, YouTube is for younger people. And, like, he's so pathetic that he lives this life this way. Like, he parties and yeah. records videos for a living. And he'll always talk about that, like, how he just doesn't care. Like, if you think he's too pathetic for his age, then cool. Like, you deal with that on your own. And he loves life. I don't think I've ever <laughs> watched someone who loves life as much as he does, you know? Yeah. So I feel like you end up loving your life more if you just do things for you mm-hmm. and stop doing things for other people. Like, you want to have a conversation, a dumbass conversation on Instagram? Do it. Like, yeah. who cares? Yeah. It's just, it's so, so weird. Crazy. We're so pro- programmed, Arab or not. Like, you're so programmed to think, like, uh, what other people think. It's just so important. Like, I am based on people's opinions. Like, you think you are yeah. literally, like what other people think of you Mm -hmm. you're not like i you don't think i'm funny i think i'm hilarious like i don't care what you think you Mm -hmm. know what i mean um and it's so funny because yeah like as arabs we are programmed that to think that and any i think community-based society does sure but um social media takes that and then runs with it because it's literally built on what other people think like yeah the whole like the whole thing is built on getting likes and comments Comments and engagement which literally you have to appeal to what people think or else Mm -hmm. you don't do well on social media like it's crazy but i believe then and we're totally like moving away from the topic but that that's fine um i do like the idea of using social media as a way to just like put out there like your memories and stuff like that as like a collective for yourself Mm -hmm. and then not really care about who's liking who's commenting like just don't even engage with like that sort of thing just like put what you like and that's it like and consume less but like Mm -hmm. as long as you're putting out content that you like or you're proud of yeah um that also i think like i like that idea too yeah it takes practice it does yeah 
but I started like recording voice memos and I was like oh my god I'd love to post these voice memos they're not like too weird or anything and then Mm -hmm. I was like no it's gonna be weird like nobody needs to know know about my life you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) or like a lot of the things like like breakup wise or just like me just having like major insecurities about certain things like I never want to talk about that because I'm like I don't think people should know yeah but it's like I'm okay with talking about it with my friends why am I so afraid of like what people are gonna think or like if I talk about my insecurities it's gonna draw people to notice them even more yeah I think that that's vulnerability that's like the your ability to be vulnerable and Mm -hmm. I do think though that because I do think Arab society actually has something against being vulnerable. They have, like, we really champion being humble, right? Like, we love, we don't like, actually, I don't know. We're not a flaunty, like, society, culture, culture, Flashy or whatever? Yeah. I think we're not because, first of all, a lot of people are scared of us. (laughs) But I think in general, you're taught to be humble and stuff. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, at the same time, we, like... We really love, we really hate, like, showing sadness or showing anything that makes you look bad. But we're also like, afraid of showing happiness because we don't want people to, <laughs> we're really, <laughs> like, you always gotta be neutral, right in the middle. Like, you don't want to show that you're, times. like, over the top, but at the same time, you don't want to show real problems in your family or real problems in your life or you don't want to sit. And I think even sometimes, like, I'll watch celebrities or stuff or whatever, and they'll talk on interviews and, like, cry or make their lives seem really sad. And the comments they get are, like, oh, my God. Like, what a show. Like, she's putting on a show. It's so sad. So I do think, yeah, that needs to be worked on, basically. Maybe the one thing everyone can practice after listening to this is just when you are on, and we'll talk specifically on social media, when you're on social media and you're right about to, like, judge someone or, like, share someone's post and, like, DM it to someone and make fun Mm. of someone, whatever it is, just think, like, why did this post person post this? Like, try to see yourself in that person's shoes. And then also think, like, you've probably posted something that someone else has shared and made fun <laughs> of you for. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so you know how we have our insights on? Sometimes I'll be like, why did people share this? It's a photo of my face. like Wait. Or it's a photo of, like, whatever. I know, and you're like, I know. Why did they share it? And Hager's always so nice to me. I'm like, Hager, this post was shared seven times. You think people are calling me ugly? She's beautiful. <laughs> um, I actually did want to say one thing, though, is that I think a lot of times when you grow up in a society where you're constantly thinking about what other people think you really don't know how to tell the difference between what you think and what other people think so you kind of grow up and you're like I don't even know what I like I don't know the kind of person I want to be I don't know any of that because my whole life I was just thinking about either what my parents wanted me to be or like or what other people wanted me to act like so that also takes like That's a what I was long saying. time like, you of self discovery as much because you're so wrapped up in what others want you to be so you never actually end up being who you want to be. Yeah. So like let's say my dad wanted me so badly to be an engineer mm-hmm. and that is all it was. I never got the chance to explore the arts or literature or whatever because I was so programmed to think like when I grow up when I hit a certain age this is what I'm gonna do and that's it like my life has already been planned out for me so I don't evolve as a person because there's a whole other like area that I haven't discovered yet because these people want me to do this yeah and it sucks and it's and it sucks too because it comes from our parents and it comes from the people closest to us who love us the most (laughs) it just it's something that you can't escape I remember when I told Bubba that I wanted to be a journalist, he was like, oh, yeah, you've always said that, mm-hmm. which was crazy because I, I don't remember ever saying that. Yeah. So it really goes to show you how much the lines get blurred between what you thought you are and what you actually are. Like, I used to go around saying, oh, I want to be a doctor, even though there was not a single bone in my body that ever wanted to be a doctor. I was just trying to please my mom. So, like, you really do forget right. what you actually like because and if, if you I... live, like, 20 years thinking mm-hmm. that you like something, then you don't really know. And if I, from such a young age, I always loved fashion. If I grew up and I was like, if I, from a young age, knew that I wanted to do fashion and didn't care what people were going to say or like Mm -hmm. how practical it was or any of that, 
I would have probably modeled at a much younger age. Yeah, I remember there was a phase where I actually used to regret it. Like, I used to be like, wow, if I had just listened to what I wanted from, I don't know, the age of 18 when you make those decisions, you could have been somewhere so different in your career if you had just listened to what you wanted. Well, I think Obviously, you value I don't it a think little you bit should more. live mm-hmm. with regret because I do think everything happens at the right time. And I also think if I had studied what I wanted to study when I was 18, I didn't really care about college at that point, so I might have flunked out, like... Whatever, everything happens for a reason. But I do think that, especially for young people that are listening, like, don't take precious years of your life just worrying about what people who will not, like, help you in any way. I mean, sometimes it's your parents, so it's hard. See, it's such a hard discussion. It's I was just going to say, you don't want to disappoint your parents. Your parents yeah, and then you think, like, they gave up so much They love much you for so me, much, and, and they they're not me. doing it in with, like, malicious intent. They are, they're honestly doing it because they think that's what's best for you, and, like, they want to see you at your best. Yeah. But when it comes to career, I think you are the most successful in the very, like, general, like, idea of success. Like, success is happiness, whatever it is. When you're doing what you like to do I don't know like I just feel like you can spend years and years and years and years and years doing shit that like will bring you money or will make your parents happy but you're not happy if you're not doing something that one you're good at and something that you're you are actually interested in yeah I totally agree before we end I do want to share one thing I remember like a year ago or something mama's friend was kind of like being a little annoying about the fact that we weren't that I wasn't married Mm -hmm. or maybe it was both of us whatever me let's say and um my mom was like upset like she didn't think the woman was right or she didn't blame me for anything but like my mom was hurt she felt upset and I remember telling my friend Hibba and Hibba was like that woman is like if you decide for example to meet someone and you kind of rush it and settle down just to please everybody or to make people think that you're wanted or that you're you complete your life mission of getting married Mm -hmm. that woman is not going to live in your house and suffer through you fighting with your husband who you're not compatible with and she's not going to be living in your house when you're happy either Mm -hmm. like she is not going to live the experiences past your wedding with you Mm -hmm. so you can't do that or whatever and I was thinking, I was like, I, I now, like, think about that in the back of my mind whenever I'm making a decision. Like, are these people going to be happy with me when I'm working on this decision or sad for me when I'm working on this? De- like, no. Right. At the end it's of the not, day, it's you. Mm-hmm. You're going to be going through the pain of it or the beauty mm-hmm. of it. You're, Whatever it's decision all you. you make, the yeah. consequences you're going to go through and the happiness and the rewards mm-hmm. you're going to go through. So right. you have to make them for you. But, yeah. I really like what this podcast has turned into. <laughs> it's like just a rant. Um, so we always say that my mom, so random, but my mom is, like, a storyteller. Like, I feel like if we were to go back in life mm-hmm. and figure out, like, what mama really wanted to do in life, it would have been just sharing stories. Yeah. And it's cool that me and Hager get to share our stories, but what I wanted to say is, like, it's really, really cool when people DM us, a, like, about the topic, but, like, tell us mm-hmm. their stories I feel like, I wonder how we can make it a thing. Like, I wish we can get submissions and insert them into the podcast. Well, like, have people share that, their like, stories. I know that um, Anchor, they allow call-ins. Call me on myself. <laughs> so they allow the call-in yeah, yeah, and you yeah. can insert the call-in. Mm-hmm. We can do stuff like that. I think that's so cool. Yeah. Because I was just thinking, like, podcasts are mostly stories and so like maybe to we like, can do a recap of the next episode and have like a few people's stories and then go into the new episode yeah however my, i like life is so cool when you get to like hear what other people are gonna say and like how people deal with things so differently there might be a person out there that's like i don't give a shit about what people think at all like and, and shares I our stories that, and yeah. like she has such a positive story where she still kept all her arab friends and still doesn't give a shit you know i've never heard of that but like <laughs> yeah i don't I know i mean yeah you can become friends with cooler people (laughs) for sure (laughs) i love my friends and i love being arab and i love everything it's just hard sometimes um if you see a a swimwear shoot of me (laughs) that Um, sure is me so let's go into our sa'afulu this week my sa'afulu goes to myself nice how are people supposed to experience that why i've like what do you mean like are the afulus like usually a recommendation (laughs) like 
how do people okay go ahead no, oh, no. Go... no 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 i want to actually hear the rest of this go ahead well i my sa'afulu was really like a shout out to me no yeah go ahead why thank you for being amazing Aww. no but I'm pre- I'm gonna change. My no, sa'afuru. no, no. I want to first go through this one and then say a second one. My sa'afu is to me because I feel like I don't want to start crying. Why would you cry? You're amazing. Because I'm <laughs> take it away. Okay. Um, my sa'afu. I'm actually crying. Can you just complete it? <laughs> because I just feel like I was so unhappy. For, oh my god. For what? <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. I'm half crying and half laughing. <laughs> Are we gonna include that? Yeah, just go ahead. Finish what you're saying. Wait, say what I said because I can't remember. Because you feel like you were unhappy and now you've like found a way to overcome it. Is okay, that not what it is? Even, but like I know I'll be fine. Yeah. But my real Sa'afulu comes. My real Sa'afulu is like. Having conversations with friends. Mm -hmm. Guys, I'm really having a rough time. (laughs) This quarantine has really heightened all emotions. But yeah, so having conversations with friends and just... I think also just be... like I think your sa'afulu can go to just staying in your... I feel like when you realize that you... It's fine to sit in sadness for a little bit. Things started changing. Like, you weren't yeah, I hate it. running away from it like you were before. Yeah, because I hate, like, I'm going to breathe in so that I'm not, like, all shaky. I have a really ugly crying voice. <laughs> um, When you, like, normal people are like, oh, sadness, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I have the feeling of sadness that, like, just, like, it takes such a physical toll on me. Like, mm-hmm. Body-wise, like, I hate that I can't breathe normally, or I hate that I'm always crying. So when I'm sad... I think you get so, sad about being sad. Yes, I feel yeah. sad that I feel sad. Like, it's... it's, And then I go into, like, oh, I'm such a happy person. Why do I feel like this? Mm-hmm. But I'm such a happy person because I always run away from sadness. It's yeah. not that I'm, like, just, you know, I'm born happy. It's because... I spent, like, my entire life just, like, not wanting to deal with, like, certain issues. You are a happy person. I think you just, you don't want to accept that even happy people get sad sometimes, like. I know, it's so weird. Mm-hmm. I actually had a voice memo about that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so I feel like for the past, like, four months, I've been running away from all my problems and now that, like, I literally can't, like, dive into work or I can't go hang out with friends or mm-hmm. I can't, like go for a walk or go shop or talk to random people on the street like I can't do any of that I feel like I'm forced to like come to terms with my shit that I've put off for so long and it like all came tumbling down a few days ago yeah and I just became like this like psychotic like angry 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 person and that's not me so that made me sad that I felt like I couldn't recognize myself Mm -hmm. um Wow, this is a really sad episode. Wait, it's about myself. It's about to bring everybody down even more. If you couldn't imagine. I know what you're going to say. It's so annoying and I don't want to recommend it, but it's the only thing I have. So. Just do it. It's This okay. quarantine, I don't know what's up with me, but all I can watch are like really depressing. That's not. <laughs> that was not a fart. That was my stomach. I swear. Um, Do you think that picked up on the mic? Probably. Damn. So just really depressing things. So it started off, I like started watching all these like serial killer documentaries and I was just like obsessed with like why do why are serial killers a thing? So I like learned about Ted Bundy and Jeffrey Dahmer and that was really sad. And then I saw this little thing on YouTube about the Menendez brothers and I was like, oh, we've always wanted to learn about like I that it happened like 10 days before I was born. So it was a thing like when I was growing up, but I had no idea what they actually did. All I knew was like, oh, these brothers killed their parents. Oh, my God, it's awful. And then I started watching the trial and learned that there was like sexual abuse from the father, blah, blah, blah. And I started like digging into like a deep hole 
And I really like the one thing I did want to mention and why you should watch it is because it's really interesting to think if this had happened post Harvey Weinstein and post like learning about child abuse and sexual abuse. mm -hmm. I really think like, yes, they would still be convicted of murder because they admitted that they killed their parents. But I wonder if they would be serving a life sentence like forever. Right. Because our conversations around abuse have changed so much. And now we know that like abuse can actually like mentally change what you do Mm -hmm. um, and like change your brain. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I would recommend watching that. Like, but it's really sad. So I guess maybe not. I don't know. That's my self Another thing is Money Heist, which is also kind of crazy, but like at least it's like entertaining and it's not real, tr- yeah. real life. We we really got into Money Heist. So, well, Minna didn't. She kind of have. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, she kind of watched it. it. Yeah. Um. So Money Heist, Menendez Brothers. Well, Money Heist, I would say, if you're gonna watch it, someone recommended this to me, and then I didn't take it seriously. Watch it in the Spanish. Don't watch it dubbed in English because it's so bad dubbed sure, in English. Yeah. And then I actually did ended up watching it in the Spanish and it's so much better. Yeah. So yeah. That's all for, uh that's on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so if you made it this far, then you heard my ugly. I actually can't wait to hear that back <laughs> and see how I sounded. <laughs> um so wow, this episode really was about vulnerability and all of that and it came out in the last like five minutes, which is lovely. But hope you guys are good and safe and happy and not sad <laughs> <laughs> all right bye bye yellow bye yellow bye, bye.